<sighs> Nothing to do. Hi, folks. Uh, may as well, I guess, record this. Uh, this is Big Gay Nerds. Uh, as you know, we're in the middle of a Blades and Dark block. Got a really exciting uh, guest to come on for this uh, series of uh, next series of heists. Uh, you know, Godot. You know, Godot. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. he's 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 super late. You know, we've been waiting here for a while, and I'm not one to you know waste a working day not producing content. So I figure we may as well you know talk a bit while we sure. wait for Godot. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. I guess if this is a weird episode if it's your first one, but uh, this is Big Gay Nerds, uh, actual play podcast where we uh, go through all sorts of games uh, in a, a lot of different varieties of them while being gay and making mm-hmm. content by and for That's the true. gays yes. as it, as it happens. There is a there is an RPG called Waiting for Godot uh, by Jared Sinclair, uh, which we are not right. playing because we're busy waiting for right. Godot, so that we so. can play Blaze in the Dark. Yeah. Which is not, yeah, which with, is not with, with Godot. Godot, but we want to play Blades in the Dark. Y'all, with Godot. I, I've been, I've been talking, I've been talking with okay. Godot, right? Yeah. About the character that Fair, they're going to yeah. play. Oh man, you're going to love them <laughs> if they fucking show up. Jesus Christ. Ugh, uh, we fuck. should, we should take stock of who is here. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm Saturn. I'm here. Uh, they them. You can find me at Celestial Mecca mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um. I guess we should probably go in Discord yes. order, and maybe Godot will show up in the middle of it conveniently, but I'm <laughs> yeah. not holding out hope. So how about Levi? And, uh, hello, I'm Levi. Uh, he, they, a frequent contributor to the show, uh, play Flint and Blaze in the Dark. Uh, looking forward to meeting a new cast member. Uh, you know, we'll have some downtime stuff to do, but I think, I'm think i sure we'll be able to you know, work it in. Yeah. All right, how about Pixie? Hi, I'm Pixie. I wander in sometimes. They actually mistook me for Godot when I walked in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And <laughs> That's what, you have to record the episode now, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's the See, rules. The, the thing is, you, you wear this like this coat and hat that are just like Godot's. <laughs> and ev- and everyone was really excited store. for and a second. And then we were like, oh, I've just seen him there, though. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. It's, it's just Pixie wearing this wearing the same dapper and non-specific fashion as Godot. <laughs> Uh, also, we got Owen here. Hey, I'm Owen. I'm the founder and director of Big Gay Nerds. I've got to keep on owning that. Um, it's so I love it. Um, I think it's great because it's just so fancy <laughs> to say that you're like the the director of Big Gay Nerds. I love it. <laughs> um, I uh, the the most accurate and least embellishing thing would be that I'm the editor. Um, yeah, come on. Hopefully, we don't have to cut out too much non Godot air in this one. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm, lose, I'm, lose I'm sure. Like I'm sure he'll. Gold. I'm sure he'll get here soon, and this is just going to be like some like extra cutting room floor shit for the Patreon or something. The Godold. Oh. Uh, and then we also we also got Sarah here. Uh, hi, you know I'm realizing now that it, since we go in Discord order every time, I will always be the last one because my name starts no. with an S. Um. Anyways, unless I'm, I'm unless, unless I'm not you're GMing, not GMing, in which case you'll go before me. Um. But hi, I'm Saturn. Saturn? Fuck. You're Saturn this whole time? Yeah, and, I, and I'm Betrayal. Sarah. I just, I'm Sarah. I did that thing. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I did that thing where you say the word you're looking at without thinking about it. Look, we've been waiting for Godot for a really long time, so Sarah and I swapped identities for a bit. Just yeah. to try it out. Uh, Jesus. She, her, and hey, while you continue to wait for Godot, you might want to... Uh, entertain yourself with my other podcast where I talk about video games with my best friend called The Gorge. Yeah. Just throw on that one while listening? you're listening to this also- one. And then when Godot Godot's- shows up, shut off that one and put your full attention back yeah. to us. I, I heard Godot, I heard you, uh, correct me if I'm mistaken, I heard you're having Godot on for your Animal Crossing New Horizons <laughs> <Exactly. podcast. laughs> And just like, and just like here, if you listen to The Gorge, you can understand that I only know how to fuck up introductions so <laughs> <laughs> and also not in not in alphabetical order uh, a rare visitor owl Yay! is here who is also busy waiting for Godot. Hey, 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 uh, i am Godot, actually you're Godot this what? whole time no. <laughs> oh. oh you got you me hooked up. i was that. thinking we could finally start blades in the dark i don't know how to introduce myself but i am saturn's partner and i draw things for the podcast truly love them for us yes. oh yeah 
Um, Check out our uh, fantastic pig smoke uh, yes. screensaver. <laughs> um, really, it it's really fantastic. It is my uh, it's my wallpaper right now, and you can also get it for like your phone, which I think is great. Um, it if you've if you've seen it, you already know the story. But like, I was trying. Uh, the patrons voted for a pig smoke wallpaper, and. I was trying to think of a thing. I was thinking, oh, maybe they could all be at, like, school desks or something like that. And then I don't know how this happened, but I am weirdly fond of a very specific Frasier DVD cover (laughs) where the characters are all, like, lined up and, like, in a conga line in a way that is completely incongruous from how they act in the show. (laughs) And... I wanted that energy for pig smoke so badly, and Al captured it 100. Yeah. percent I think you said, "Can it be in a Fraser-like pose?" And I was like, "Oh, so I just draw Fraser." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the our famous uh, pig smoke Frasier. character Fraser is who, here. That's who Godot plays. Fraser plays in pig smoke. Duh. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why you haven't seen him yet. He's really late. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next block. <laughs> oh God, let's hope. Uh, oh God. Um, so let's see what what do we want to talk about while we're waiting? Because we can't just talk about waiting the whole time. I mean, we probably could, considering that's all we know. We, we, we're pretty good at riffing with each other, but um, <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Let's see. Um, I've been putting so I guess stuff that's relevant to the podcast. I've been looking at a lot of like new systems and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm always looking at new systems, you know. <laughs> One thing I found yeah. out is that shockingly, there is a there is an official alien RPG that what? just came out. And it's apparently really good. I know very little about it, but a friend of the show, Luke, was recommending it recently. Um, it, it's good, apparently. So, does, like, does the I'm... GM, do they basically play the alien? Or... The GM is like, uh, well, I mean, in that they command the, sure. you know, all of the NPCs and stuff. Also, um, this is a system where the person running it is called the GM, but it doesn't stand for Game Master. Do you want to know oh, what yes. it does stand I for? I need to know. What? Game Mother. Uh, oh! Oh! Nice. That's it's good. Really good. Um, okay, I would totally be interested computer. to see what that looks like, because um, as some of the listeners of the show may know i have been kind of on and off working on systems mm-hmm. trying to arrive at one i like and one i have i had briefly toyed with is the idea of making a uh pseudo combo like pbta game with uh quiet ear mm-hmm. mechanics that's basically like hey do you like alien or the thing mm. or prey 2017 here's that yeah. game that's very good <laughs> and, I still want to toy with that concept, but knowing that there is a good alien RPG out there means I might not have to worry right. about it. The only material I have about is stuff that Luke shared in the other chat. Um, the classes are Colonial Marine, mm. Colonial Marshal, Company Agent, Kid. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> medic, Officer, Pilot, Roughneck, and Scientist, and also any of these templates can also be an android and you don't have to tell anyone except the game mother that's really good that's really really good oh man i love stuff like that all right and and uh just because you mentioned it as soon as you said one of the one of the classes is colonial marines my brain immediately went randy pitchford you motherfucker So, Randy Pitchford. Just thinking Pines. about it, if we ever want like easy radio, we could play like a werewolf game. Yeah. Oh, People oh like for a second, for a second, I thought you meant like werewolf, like like oh the, the white wolf. wolf. No, <laughs> like, no, no, that's not easy, that is not easy radio. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like the party that's game dog. That is a like... that is a that is a six hour long character. <laughs> no, episode. I mean, you know that's no, yeah, that's cool I too. But that's what I mean. Is, yeah. yeah. Like, and also yeah, werewolf like, and, I like mean mafia. like a and like a werewolf would not be six hours. A GURPS a GURPS campaign would be a six hour long character generation episode. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> Don't you still wanna run GURPS? Yeah, I do still I really want to I really wanna run GURPS at some point on the show. 
But, like, you do have to understand that it would be one of those things where I'm like, no, you have to make your character beforehand. And I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> hold your hand and walk you through it the whole time. But, like, oh, if yeah, we understandable. did it on air, oh, yeah. I mean, like... Dude, that, that's how I'd do White Wolf. Like, I would do Exalted. I don't think anyone wants that, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to like, know, I, I, I feel like it's maybe something we've gone over here before, but I... Just, in case anyone is baffled by this, uh, Sarah, do you want to quickly tell the audience what GURPS is? Generic Universal Role-Playing System. It is uh, yeah. the second RPG I ever played after D&D, because everybody's... Oh my god. Yeah, buddy. It is, yeah, it is. <laughs> For me, That's it, how you was do literally, it. it was literally just the other way around. Really? I, I joined a GURPS group when I was like 16. God, imagining starting shop. as GURPS is just rough. <laughs> it That's really, an explanation for why Owen is the way he is. <laughs> it, 100%. It was GURPS, then D&D 4th Edition. My, oh, That's, you started you with... Know, okay, I started with 3.5. Uh, See, I started with yeah. a 3, and it was like a super simple... Um, you know, Temple of Elemental Evil, kind of just whatever right. uh, pre-made campaign thing. We started with uh, D&D 3.5. And then we did the next game, because I was in a college tabletop group. Like, it was a club, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, it was exactly. called MOG, actually. Um, and I'm not going to tell you what MOG stands for, because it'll tell you what college I went to. But if you know, then you know. Um, <laughs> um, and if you don't know, now you, you don't know. know. Now you know. And knowing it's not for that. Oh, now you're four. You better prepare the next time this type of shit goes down. <laughs> but the point is, uh, we went from like a pre-made campaign to a friend of mine running a GURPS horror game where it was nice. uh, low point character builds, and it is still one of the best. Because I have like my GM. So, so the GM for that game was like a, a an unrepentant furry, and it. <laughs> and he later ran a space game where he just kind of like let those that flag fly, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But he was a All very right. good, like he was do. a very good GM, um, and he did a really good job of like building tension. And we would play it in like the super haunted old English building <laughs> on campus and we would play it at night and all the lights in the hallways would be like the light in the actual classroom would be on but we would turn all the lights in the hallways and stuff off for you know atmosphere um and he was really really good at building tension I just remember one time he we were like searching a house and um he just he did a, he basically did a jump scare where he was saying something and then banged his hands against the bottom of the <laughs> table and we we all just like immediately panicked. It was great. I loved it. I missed that game a lot. Um, That's a good that shot. Was, that yeah. was my second experience with tabletop games in general, and uh, it's kind of why I'm obsessed with GURPS. Also because GURPS you can make anything. I mean you can literally yeah. make uh, anything. That's so- the point. The generic. For- for those of you who aren't super familiar with GURPS itself, what you might know it as is the thing that the original Fallout game was yes. supposed to be when they were yeah. like, "Hey, I think I think literally also they're like they were like I forget I forget who makes GURPS, Steve but Jackson the people but but uh, but uh, Black Island was like, "Hey, we want to make this a GURPS game. Can we make this a GURPS game?" And if I recall, the reason that they didn't do pure GURPS is because that studio wrote back like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, <laughs> yeah. If I recall, I might be wrong, the but I know that it's still like pretty very similar, close, very very similar. Yeah, it's pretty cl- it's pretty close, but they couldn't just literally be. It's either that or their publisher told them no one's going to know what the fuck yeah. group says. Just, just <laughs> do something. I think they got really um, far in, and then as far as I understand, the deal just fell through. It was like they. Think, that's yeah. why. That's why the special system is so close to GURPS. I don't have the specifics, but I think I remember hearing something about like Steve Jackson himself had like objections to the content of the really? game. Like, oh. it was too violent what? for his tastes or something. I think, like, I think this, like, the execution scene in the opening. Oh. That's what I heard. Okay. That, like, he, like, objected oh, yeah. to that. Uh, um, you know, but when you, if that's yeah, all you're yeah, going like, off of, yeah. is, like, the intro, is that, well, yeah, that's, yeah. maybe that is the... Um, but, yes, uh, it, it's a game I'm fond of, and I've played like one time since when I was 16 <laughs> with a bunch of people. But it's so good. I don't know. Something about it is just like it's it's the it's definitely Owen's level of crunchy, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> and even like, usually I'm not like a big fan of like high crunch games, but something about the way GURPS operates is like once you get, um, kind of like once you hammer out all the nitty gritty, it kind of flows better. Like once everything is kind of, you, you have everything established, right, yeah, yeah. then everything just kind of mm-hmm. moves. It's not a case of just wondering like, how does this work or how does that work? Uh, I think it's a little bit easier than that. Um, so yeah, at some point I'd really like to run it. I would be interested. Also, I've never played GURPS, but I've met Steve Jackson. What? Oh, right. Really? Yes. Whoa. I met him at Miss... Okay, so um, I my friends have a dance troupe that I do, like, set up for, and we go to a whole bunch of cons. And so um, we went to Mysticon, I think it was last year or the year before. And so they had asked the troupe to do, like... Um, theme shows for some of their guests of honor and one of them was an author named Jody Lynn Nye and so we were talking to her in the hallway and then Steve Jackson passed us and he started talking to us and went to a drunk cake party yeah <laughs> that's rad it was a good time Incredible. so cool I'm, I'm still very down to play groups on air but also since we mentioned Exalted I remember one of the other games I want to try at some point is uh, because it's not not Exalted but a uh, Wuja game as well is uh, I still really want to try the Kill Six Billion Demons oh God, game. I, I can't remember. Oh, that would be cool. With the Reach Heaven through yes. Violence move. Yes. God, that's so Broken cool. Broken Worlds. Broken Worlds, that's the one. Yeah. So I was thinking about my RPG path and like what that says about the games I like. Right. I think the first game that I got to play was like D&D 3. whatever, because mm-hmm. that was yes, just the style at the me. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... But uh, after oh, wait, no, that, that was my first. But you had played before, yeah. Yeah. So like, my dad had like old second edition books that I had read, and I was like, "Man, this is dope!" But like, I couldn't. You know, there's nobody to play with because mm-hmm. I was yeah. a kid. But yeah. uh, and then after that, we played a uh, Shatterrun third edition, oh my God. and that is cr- that is crunchy as hell. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like we, we like we we dug it though. It was like really fun. And then after that, like I think. I've run a little bit of stuff before, but then uh, I think Exalted was, like, the main, like, what got me into, like, running things, right. basically, rather than just, like, playing characters. My RPG path was, I think I played uh, Werewolf uh, with Genome GMing right, as my very yes. first. Oh, yeah. my that goodness. Was your first game? That was my first game. We only played, like, I think a session or two. Mm-hmm. I want to say my first long-form game was we did the uh, Rune Lords campaign for Pathfinder yeah. First Edition. Right. Oh, fun. And yeah. Levi was there. I, I forget. Pixie Was Pixie there also? I, I was. Okay, yes. cool. I, I forget who all was in that game. It's except been a for, long time. Yeah. yeah. And then... I, and I was going to say, and then after that, most of my games are just like, hey, Owen's running something cool. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. that's <laughs> been... That's how it works. And then, if, and, the, and then I got here. Yeah, and then I ended up here. Then a podcast like a, like happened. A blackout drunk. I just sort of started playing time. RPGs, and now I'm on the podcast. Yeah. So, um, my first experience was actually with Freeform. I started playing in Neopets and Forcadia about yes. the same. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! Same era. I was around thirteen. Sure. <laughs> and then eventually, like my first tabletop was with Levi in high school. One of our friends got the books, and he didn't know the rules at all (laughs) it was a really good time so like but i was the first like a bunch of people were supposed to come over but i was the only one who showed up and so his mom had been thinking of playing anyway and so she sat it up character and played with me but she died in the first battle Uh so she so she became a zombie and so (laughs) (laughs) for the rest of the game (laughs) my gurps group also had a mom in it and it actually <laughs> fell apart because she, like, had to give it up to, like, return to her yoga classes Aww. or something. <laughs> to be a and, mod. like, she was, the, she was the ride for, like, half of the party. Oh, so no. it fell apart. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's that happened. Um, Pour one out. Yeah. <laughs> Levi's told me that they also used to play... Uh, some of the war ha- the Warhammer uh, oh, like tabletop Warhammer war game. Oh yeah, the, um, uh, the well, tabletop games too. Well, the... also that and like the war game, which was going to transition into 
I might be getting dragged into that. What? <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, hey. In a for fun way or in a for work way? <laughs> oh, no. He, I think we, he might just want to buy some for like Warhammer 40k models. Oh, God. That's a... That's a... <laughs> that's a money sink. That's a... That's a lifestyle, <laughs> yeah, bud. Yeah, you become a Warhammer person after that. Like, there's no, I, there's no <laughs> it, getting into minis. No, that's cool. It's like it's like when you buy it's like it's like when you buy a Figma. It's like when you buy a Figma or an Endoroid. Exactly. Like, yeah, I I just need one of these. It's so nice looking. And then like three months later, you have an entire yeah. fucking carryo full of them. I have so many Figmas. The, so the many. People. Too many. I had to I had to liquidate my collection because it was getting oh. to a point where I was like. <laughs> Oh my god, if I do not start getting rid of these, I am just going to develop a giant mound of them. I just need to get rid of them so I stop feeling compelled I to feel buy like them. I feel like the, the, the weeaboo analog to uh, the Warhammer people is actually being a Gunpla person. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Where you paint yeah. them and put them together you yourself. Them well, because Gunpla, Gunpla are, are fucking cheap. Yeah, but like you can just Like it's an involved hobby, but like... Yeah, it's an involved mm-hmm. hobby, but like once you have like the tools you need, like the kits are only like fifteen so bucks. So maybe it isn't the Warhammer equivalent. Yeah. Oh. I, I am kind of that, but with Zoids, so it's a little more expensive. Oh. <laughs> no. But I've forbidden myself from getting any more until I put the ones that I have together. <laughs> I don't have. I don't really. Ca- I don't really collect figs. I have like a handful of little things around the house, but like I have so oh, many. Man. I love looking Too at many. them. I just. We mostly just have amiibos in this household at this point. <laughs> we have amassed a large sum of amiibos. We've been playing lots of Animal Crossing. Can you use amiibos uh, to as... villagers out of your town? In a, in... Yes. yes. Yeah, certain <laughs> ones. So like, if, you, if you have a, a amiibo for, like, a villager, you can just use that to, like, get the villager to move in. But then, like, if you have a, amiibos for, like, the event NPCs or the town NPCs mm-hmm. or whatever, I, you can't get them to move in. But there's, like, this fucking, like... It's a photo mode, basically, mm-hmm. but it's, like, a separate island where you go to, like, a fully upgraded house that you can put any furniture in oh, for free. Geez. And you can, like, you, but, like, you can scan in amiibos and it makes their character appear and you can, like, put, place them and pose them and stuff and create scenes with all Dang. your amiibos. Mm-hmm. It's really involved. We mostly yeah. just have uh, a disgusting amount of Splatoon amiibos, though. <laughs> yeah, so not not super useful for Animal Crossing, but I do have an Isabella around Aww. here somewhere, and then <laughs> Al has Digby. We bought them, or I bought them because they're cheap, and I saw people customizing the Splatoon amiibos to look like different their in-game mm-hmm. characters, oh. and I was like, oh, I'll just get like a set from eBay of like fifteen like first generation Splatoon amiibos and like do that for people, and then oh. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now you just have a bunch of Splatoon amiibos sitting around. Yeah, I do that. I did that with My Little Ponies. There's, uh, uh, there's a whole yeah. I can I like can a see whole that subculture on YouTube. I think I mentioned this once in our Discord um, of people who do that to Monster High dolls. Mm-hmm. I did one they of those. Are, yeah, Al, Al literally has they one of those sitting in the closet. I could watch them all day. I did once actually. I should say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I also collect Monster High dolls, and I considered doing that, but I'm, like, afraid, because it's really easy to mess it up. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, that's I why mean, I bought one on, I bought one from eBay of, like, a kid had scrawled yeah. on it with, like, crayon, and mm-hmm. it was, like, in the mom's garage sale <laughs> yeah, stuff, and I just, like, now it up. especially, because, like, when I was collecting, it was when they were coming out, and I was working at Toys R Us, <laughs> so I was buying them all because I saw them every day. <laughs> that's but how they you get you. They, they give you the... They give you the paycheck, and then you funnel that paycheck directly back into That's Toys R Us. It's a vicious cycle. I worked at GameStop. Mm. Yeah, if I if I worked at GameStop, I would probably uh, be doing it was that a bad all the time. Habit. Although at GameStop, I don't know if they still let you do this, but back when I worked there uh, a long, long time ago, because I'm old now, um, they they let you check games out. You know, like I don't know if you know that about GameStop employees, but you can. I did not know that. Yeah, that's good. Here's I I'm sure that even if they don't let you game stop, <laughs> oh, yeah. but like back in the day, it was like an official thing you could do. You could check a game out for two days. We had a log, and you know it, it kept track of everything. Um, you could check a game out. It used to be able to. You used to be able to do it to new games, and they're like, oh, that technically makes them not new anymore. So you can only do it to you. <laughs> um, so we could check out used games for two days, and that was how I played like. Oh god, so many video games without having to spend money. I worked at GameStop for like two and a half can, years. 
Can GameStop employees, like, break street date on their own pre-orders? Technically, no, but I mean, you know. They probably do, regardless. I mean, I guess that's how people keep getting fucking early copies of, of Well, you know, games. Final Fantasy VII, uh, the remake, just showed, like, that a ton got leaked. And the deal is that, uh, so GameStop announced that they're closing 300 stores, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, like, oh, for good, yeah, like, for good, or just in COVID? Just for good. Um, cool. Great, great, <laughs> great time. time. Which, sorry about that, but I mean, it was kind of coming because, like, even before this kind of yeah. shit happened, like, there was still, they were still on a downward swing, so, and they had way too many stores, yeah. by the way. Like, GameStop has way too many oh, stores yeah. and they're spread super thin. That's all. Our, our, our mall had two GameStops two. in the yeah, same yeah. mall. Yeah, yeah, no. That's, a, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a mall in Orlando, like, the internet, like, I forget which mall, but it had, like, literally three yes. GameStops in it? Yeah, it did. Jesus Yeah, Christ. I remember that. <laughs> Uh-huh. So they're close. <laughs> I cannot imagine. What was annoying why... is because I had to check out both because the one on the bottom floor had like the better used mm-hmm. bins for some reason. It was inexplicable. Yeah, they had different games. GameStop and get this, and you have to be like, which one? And one of them's like a normal GameStop, and the other one's like the combination Think Geek that has all like the crazy oh, like collectible shit. I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate when GameStop, GameStop has become God. I'll be I'll be real. I hate that shit, but I still think about the one time I went to one of those, and like I was like, uh, this is like I think several months after Dark Souls three had came out, but they had like this giant like fucking three feet tall four hundred dollars statue of Yorm the Giant King, oh. and I'm like, man, if I had the kind of money to be blowing on that, <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'd be I'd be I'd be the person inflating Think Geek stock value with me purchasing <laughs> a bunch of dumb shit for for it's too much really money. True. No, it's really uh. But I mean, like, that's kind of, I think, part of what, and that's, God, that's a whole other conversation topic. But, so they, they announced they're closing 300 uh, GameStop stores. And basically, like, the day after they announced that, a ton of Final Fantasy VII remake uh, copies just kind of oh. popped up on Twitter. Like, hey! Oh my god, yeah. What are you, what are you gonna do? What Close my store? Fire me? Because <laughs> of that one, what's that? The barnyard stories or whatever that one CGI yeah. animated kids show with like the cow and pig people, where uh, when they had announced they'd been canceled, they were like doing a Christmas special, but they were just singing like a dick tit shit song or whatever <laughs> yeah. in the recording booth. And the studio executive walked in, and like the casting director was like, "What are you gonna do? Cancel us some more?" It's true. Um. I, I remember stories about people just walking out of Circuit City with just entire computers <laughs> when that shit closed down. Yeah, for real. Yeah, if you worked there, like if I was, if, you could just walk yeah. out with shit. And I mean, I would have too. If I, if I was working at a GameStop that was getting closed, it would be a fucking salt of earth policy right now. <laughs> just, just, I mean, that's what I, I would literally be like, hey... Can't, I would I would borrow five hundred dollars from somebody, and I would buy every single <laughs> copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then I would resell those bitches on you on eBay for like two hundred dollars. And guess what? It would work. <laughs> my my plan would be to pay some people I know a a modest sum of money to stage an industrial robbery of the entire stock <laughs> of the GameStop. And then we all sell the copies on eBay and split the profits. Well, let's let's all log that away for when we do play Shadowrun, I guess. Yes. Uh, uh, if any if any cops are listening to this episode, I promise I haven't done that and probably won't do it because I don't own a GameStop. It's parody. Parody. It's all parody. Yeah, it's, it's all parody. parody. It doesn't if, count. And if you're if you're GameStop hiring me as you're listening to this, maybe stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Ah. <sighs> uh, so, hmm. But working at GameStop did suck. Have I told you guys that? <laughs> Just to throw that out there. Uh, you didn't have to you didn't have to tell us. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> it was implied by you saying I worked at a yeah. GameStop. <laughs> it was bad. It's it was like, well, no, that's not true. I worked at a good one and then I worked at a bad one. Uh and then I worked at a good one again. And then I got fired after three days because um. I got fired. So I worked at like the same GameStop for like a, like ever, and um, I got fired because I canceled my own pre-order. Oh, yeah, wow. really? Shit, yeah. What? I canceled my own pre-order, and because and I asked, so I asked the manager on duty if I could because I couldn't. You can't use your own. I don't know. Again, this could have changed after years, but back in the day, you couldn't. 
cancel your own pre-order using your login. You had to use somebody else's login. And I asked my manager, hey, can I use your login? Uh, this was literally right during the 2008 crash. So gas was really cheap mm. and I needed $5 to get home. So I asked my manager, <laughs> hey, can I get some gas money by canceling one of my pre-orders? I need to use your login. He said, fine, whatever. I did it. The next day, the store owner was like, hey, you use that guy's login. We're firing you for it. Um, oh, my God. So I got fired, and that sucked, because I really liked that job, even though it sucked. I don't know. I'm a glutton for pain, <laughs> and I just like to talk. I like talking I mean, it, to people, it, so, you know, I actually do really well in retail. It is, one, a job, and two, uh, adjacent to your area of yeah, interest. Yeah, you know, and it was in, like, a... Like, it, it may suck to work at a GameStop, but it's still easy to be like, well, I mean, it could be worse. I could be working at, a, you know, a shitty retail place that isn't home. That isn't nearly as, yeah. Uh, having people I could talk to about stuff all day kind of thing. Um, but anyway, so then I moved to Florida, and I... The worst mistake you've ever made in your life. The worst mistake I've ever made in my life, yeah. But I got a dog out of the deal, so I guess it's fine. Um, I moved to Florida, and I got a job down there, and I had been... I had talked to the regional manager for where I had worked, and I said, am I going to be able to get rehired? Because this was all just a misunderstanding. And she said, yeah, sure. But she lied. Uh, so I got the job. Oh, no. I got the job at the GameStop in Tampa, Florida, and I did really well for the first two days. And then they called me, and they were like, "Hey, you've been blacklisted," and no. so they had to fire me again. Wow! Yeah, that's capitalism. I I, I yeah. cannot believe you can get blacklisted GameStop, from a GameStop. I know, uh, especially for something that petty. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie for the mistake of moving to Florida. Like, I recently, so I've been on the yes. job hunt, uh, because I, as some listeners may know, in December, I graduated with my master's in public administration. Yay! So I'm trying to find, uh, some government and or nonprofit and or private sector HR work so I can, like, start my career. And, uh, I finally, so I've been applying to a few government mm-hmm. jobs, right? And I finally got an email back for one. It's like, hey, just letting you know, your stuff appear, your stuff seems at first glance to meet minimum qualifications for this position. So we're referring you to a hiring manager, just so you know. And I'm like, oh, cool. I wonder what job it is. Maybe it's one of the ones at McDill Air Force Base, which is near me, or one of the ones that's like at the Army Reserve that's mm-hmm. near me. And no, it's the one I applied for on a lark that's in Washington, D.C. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so that's a relocation thing, but also, if it's an excuse to get out of Florida. I don't know, though. Mm-hmm. You'd have to move to Washington, D.C., which might be worse yeah. than Florida. Expensive. I don't mm. know, because on one hand, yes, it's more expensive and also worse, but also <laughs> it's not Florida. <laughs> it's, people don't continually worry about Washington, D.C. just being swept away. So, like... But consider... Pe- people... Look, look okay. Pe- Washington, D.C. has never had an incident where there is a giant, like, 900-year-old tree that burned down because someone had hollowed it out and was smoking <laughs> meth inside of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I didn't know that one. That happened. That happened to uh, it was a it was a tree in uh, it was in St. Augustine, and I think they called it the Senator because it was old and shady. Oh my god! Um, but literally, some, Damn, it, it, a couple years ago, Florida it burned never completely changed. to the. It burned completely to the ground because someone had hollowed it out and was smoking meth inside of it and accidentally set the tree on fire. What, what blows my mind about that? Like, okay, someone, someone smoking meth in a hollowed out ancient tree and accidentally burning it down. That's fine. Going through the effort in the first place to hollow it out. Well, that person, is, here's the thing. That person is a modern druid. <laughs> And they just fucked up real bad. I mean, <laughs> they're 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 learning their they're learning their druidic tongue about uh, meth, via the meth, and then I mean, you know, meth makes you then, clean your you house know. obsessively. So I could just see That's some tw- some tweaker with just like a with like a nail file just going to town on the street. It's like, oh man, this is gonna be his raddest hideout. It's right in front of Ripley's, believe it or not. And no one's gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> That was an additional detail that I needed to push this over the edge for me. Yeah, I I was keeping that one loaded in the chamber so I could deploy it tactically. (laughs) Oh my god. God. Yeah, you ever think about how Ripley's Believe It or Not became like a like a museum chain? Like how weird that is. That's pretty weird. It is weird when you think about it in like in in like the abstract. You're like it's the most 
the most American of things is to be like, here's like a freak, <laughs> like a like a freak show museum, but we're gonna make it into a chain, and it's you know what I. I never thought about that before. The idea of a museum chain is so it weird. It is, but that's right? What that that's is. exactly what this is. It's it's a museum franchise, like like McDonald's. <laughs> my favorite thing about them, though, is that they're always like technically placed in the worst oh, places. Like I think the one in St. Augustine was next to the giant meth tree, but it was also like next to like a really historical like giant fort. Oh. Oh yeah, the uh... They just kind of plant these things like next to historical sites, but it's like a Ripley's believe it or not, so it's like whiplash. <laughs> I think the I think the idea is that you go on a really boring tour to a historical site and you're like, "Oh damn, a Ripley's oh, believe God, it or not." Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe now I can see I like a two-headed baby. Now that I think about it, I think the one time I went inside one of those was one of the Florida locations. It might have been the exact one you were referring to. There's, there's one oh, in Orlando good. that uh, looks kind of neat from the outside because it's like an upside down building. Um, oh, that's, all, that's not a Ripley's, believe it or not. That's just a different, that's a completely what? different thing. It, but there's a Ripley's, believe it or not, there. Yeah, there's a Ripley's, believe it or not, but that's, it's, it, that the upside down building one is actually its own, it's complete what? own thing. Did I just mix those two things together? <laughs> You might have. Like, the Upside Down Building is also, like, a children's entertainment museum, basically. Um, Like, it has tons of, like, fucking, like, like ADHD-satisfying attractions of all kinds. Uh, But, like, it is is its its own thing. My memories must have just, like, plugged those two things together. Because, I mean, like, an Upside Down Ripley's Believe It or Not just makes sense to me, you know? (laughs) <laughs> I went into it once, and I believe my prevailing memory of it is that there was, like, a three-hour-long line to get into, like, a flight simulator pod for a lunar oh. lander. Oh. That's extremely Florida, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like... kind of dope, though. Yeah, the line was, like, three hours long, and also the top of the museum was just straight up, like, a laser tag Chuck E. Cheese Emporium. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, basically, it's the best museum you've ever been to. It sounds kind of like a oh, co-sign. if that's the case, the best museum I've ever been to was the Putt-Putt in... Dunbar. <laughs> 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 that thing had a rock wall, except it was a conveyor belt, so you could be on the rock wall for like 10 minutes straight, just going straight up the whole time. Oh my god. Hell yes. Um, <laughs> they had laser tag. Wait, Shit. there was a putt putt in Dunbar? Um, Probably not Dunbar, somewhere. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Dunbar's not cool enough to have a putt putt golf. There's no, only one that I know of. Um, it's not. Where's it, where's it out really flat? Out by. Like the pawn shops and shit. <laughs> incredibly, incredibly West Virginia conversation that I'm being privy <laughs> to right now. <laughs> yeah, so by the Wills, was the Wills pawn shop? I think they changed the name on whatever. <laughs> anyway, there was a pub the pub. local attraction. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one I I forget like what town it was even in. There was a place in New Hampshire that I went to. I feel like I didn't go to it a ton of times as a kid. Called Space Center, and it was it had like an arcade and the, and like a place where you could get bad pizza mm-hmm. and like a and like a Chuck E. Cheese Jungle Gym sort of deal sure. and laser yeah. tag. And I don't know if I ever actually did laser tag there, but I went there for my 18th birthday. Um, and <laughs> that's that's my on my 18th birthday I opened i like ran the opening module for dungeon dragons fourth edition God. and i went to space center the most that owen was... of stories it's true <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like putt putt where i also had like my graduation party hell yes <laughs> but by that time it. it wasn't putt putt anymore so it didn't have um the alligator game <sighs> disappointing in here in alabama we have we have space camp, you know, like Alabama has space camp because we have we have the Space and Rocket Center. Um, right. Do you know how much it sucks to have been a to have been? No, space camp kicks ass. But what sucks is that like when space camp was cool, when you could do space camp is what I'm saying. I was a broke kid, so I couldn't do space oh. camp because space camp cost a lot of money. Now I'm an yeah. adult with like, you know, not like a lot of money, but like space camp money, you know? I have space camp money and I'm too old to do space camp. Aww. What I'm saying is I want to do space this camp. This is the American dream is to have enough money to go to space camp. <laughs> okay. I, I, have, I, have you yeah. can have you considered uh possibly just working at space no, camp? But I don't like children. 
(laughs) But you like space, and you can subject children to the horrors of space. That's not true. I don't like children, but I am bad with children. I, I like I have I have four nieces and nephews. Of course I like children, but I I'm not great with children. So there. Children really, don't like you. <laughs> you really cracked something open for me, and I'm going and like you're all going to laugh when I admit it's not this. True. But Maybe a little. Due to the way that Space Camp was always presented to me via cartoons and such. Did you think they said I always thought it was... No, no. I thought it was something you had to qualify for. (laughs) (laughs) You had to, like, go into ROTC for being an astronaut to go to Space Camp. I always saw, like, going to Space Camp as something that's presented as, like, a reward. You know? Oh, like if you're a smart kid or like a nice kid yeah. or exactly. like a kid with you get, you money. You the Hogwarts letter. So yeah, exactly. But I didn't. I, did, I, I didn't fully register. Like clearly, if you asked me this as an adult, I would have said yes, of course. But I never really thought about you can just buy your way into space camp. And in, and in fact, the main way that you get into space camp is to buy your way into space camp. Space camp does scholarships for smart kids. Like I think you can do space camp. For free, if you have a really high, like GPA or whatever. Uh, okay. I wish I could get a space camp scholarship. That's going to really help my career. <laughs> I did get to go when I was in sixth grade, but that was because I went to a very like my school was like the poor kids who used to have their own elementary school that closed, so they went to the rich oh, yeah. kids' school, and so they oh. worked pretty hard to make sure that we all got to go if we wanted. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. Uh, I went to a parochial middle school that was not nearly cool enough to send us anywhere as cool as space camp for our uh, <laughs> yearly trips. So I did not ever, like, I, uh, there was never a lifetime in which I conceived of going to space camp. To me, space camp was like Shangri-La, like children <laughs> talked about it, but I had no context for what it actually was. It was okay, but I was very depressed at the time, so I didn't finish <laughs> my work, and I was, I might have failed science that year because I didn't. Ironically, I you were listening camp. too much. You were listening to the song "Homesick at Space Camp" on repeat. <laughs> oh. oh man! But no, I didn't get to. Did you guys do? Did you guys do any summer camps? I have to know. Like, did you, yeah. did you do summer? Camps? No, we did. A, like, there was like a science camp. We did like stuff with computers and oh. experiments. Yeah, they I, was gonna say, like I never a did gyroscope, that, like a. Like a carnival ride, the gyroscope dealie, where they like strap you into the circles and they spin around. What the around. fuck? You went to a cool summer camp. Yeah, it was pretty I never, dope. I mean, <laughs> I never went to a, a camp like proper because there's not really anywhere out here to like camp. So I always just got sent to like one of those things where it's like, "Hey, come to the science center for a week to learn about some dumb shit." Yeah, like, okay. we got one of those around the clay center. But it wasn't like a sleepaway camp. Like you didn't look at our dumb no, shit. No, I've never. I. I think the only time I went to a sleepaway camp was in fifth grade. We had a class outing uh, to one on the other side of the fucking oh, state. God. And we were there for like a week and it was a nightmare. <laughs> oh. And I I remember my, my the only thing I remember from that trip is uh, I was so a reminder. I was in fifth grade at the time. So mm-hmm. I was 10, maybe yeah. 11. And uh, there's a there's a swimming pool at this campground, and we were, like, all getting out. And some other kid in my class, who I fucking hated, who was, like, my rival, uh, did a Yo Mama joke at me. And I just gave him the most savage pool beatdown that anyone in my entire life. That is, like, a story that your mom continues to tell. Yeah, because whenever they brought me back, uh, everyone told her about how uh, I, I literally got into a fist fight because someone made fun of my mother, and she was like, that's my boy. <laughs> that's a good baby. That's a good baby. Uh, that's so... I... That's the only thing I remember of that baby. trip. Also, really terrible baked apples. <laughs> worst. Um, I never... Both of my younger siblings did go to camps at various that's points. So, that's so I, little sibling. I had such a small comfort zone as oh. a kid that I would never, like, I never had the guts oh. to, like, I never had the guts to go to summer camp because what if a daddy long legs got inside of the cabin? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Longlegs lived in my house when I was a kid. Yeah. 
Like, Daddy long legs are, you know, they're fine, but they're fine. Right. You can't go to summer camp because what if you get attacked by an Animal Crossing tarantula? <laughs> oh no! They just knock you not out and wake up back at the at the rec center. And not only that, but they chase you at like ten miles like an hour. That. I don't like that my Animal Crossing has like established a a a fail state. Anti. That's a game. I mean, like your animal. Not only does it have a fail state, but it's specifically in a game that loves animals so much. It's the, hey, let's take a famously docile and not too poisonous spider and make it incredibly hostile to all life Blathers forms and also capable of running at five it. miles an hour. Blathers even tells you that it's docile. It's, well, and <laughs> the thing is, too, a, a, a tarantula bite is supposed to, like, not really hurt that much more, mm. if, if even less than just a regular bee mm-hmm. sting. But in this game, if you get bit by a tarantula, you get fucking knocked out and get and appear in front of your house. That's a death um, state. Like that's a death. Like like you're not dying, but that is functionally a death state. You're being reset back. Yeah. You don't get this. Imagine the Animal Crossing game where it shows you the super meat boy of your day to day, except if with with uh, the ghosts of every time you were just minding your own fucking business and then were killed by a tarantula. <laughs> I- I gotta nerd out a little bit. Some tarantulas are more poisonous than others, but <laughs> I I did once see a tarantula like in the wild. What? Um, when my family was when my family was visiting um, uh, the Grand Canyon, and we had like our camper out in like the camper area, and apparently in the fall the males specifically like not migrate, but they go, like, looking around for ladies who, I guess, just stay in their burrows. And so, like, there was one just, like, just kind of trundling around outside, and my family went out to check it out, and I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of Al and I's friends uh, lives in in New Mexico, and uh, their their story about uh, tarantulas is that when it's tarantula breeding season, there's some roads that you can't drive on, (gasps) uh, because the tarantulas are just swarming, trying to go fuck. Oh my god. Tarantulas. I love tarantulas as pets, but if I saw one in the wild, I would just shit myself. <laughs> have, y'all ever held a, have y'all ever held no, a tarantula? No, no. absolutely not. fucked up. I have. Nice. I've held. I've Why held a tarantula. Okay, so. Um, so it was, it was our biological science class at community Ugh. college, and it was the last day, like, we, we didn't even have a, uh, final in this class, but it was, like, the last day, and the teacher was always like, we don't have, any, I don't have anything else left to teach you, because I got through the semester faster than I thought I would, so I just brought in some animals That's- for you to touch, and one of them was a tarantula, and I held a tarantula. Oh. I would, but I have not had the opportunity. I also held a bat, which was nice. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm jealous. And then I I held a little, uh, I forget what the snake was. I don't want to say the, the species of it, because I don't want to accidentally say a venomous right. snake. Mm. It was not a, it was not a venomous snake. But it was like, it was like one of those little, I forget if it was like a coral snake or something, but it was like one of those like little, like red, white, and yeah. yellow ones where it's like, oh, you can yeah. tell the order based off if it's venomous right. or not. Mm-hmm. And But it was just like this little skinny little thing and I was just holding it and it kept like, being like, oh, d- bro, you got shirt sleeves? Let me sniff around in there, <laughs> homie. Cool. You, got, you got some smells up in there? That's a place to take a nap. My, my spider story, and this is the reason that I'm not afraid of spiders. <sighs> when I was very little, my little sister and I were downstairs and we saw a huge huge spider and we thought it was a tarantula it was not oh god spoilers but we climbed up on the couch like arms around each other screaming that there was a tarantula and my mom comes downstairs and she's just like it's not a tarantula and she went upstairs and got an ice cream it was a wolf spider she got an ice cream bucket and put it outside like like coolest like cool as a cucumber, just got an ice cream bucket and put it outside. Ugh, she was like, "It's I fine." I like it. I was like, "Oh, it's fine." I don't. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't do well with spiders. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> nah, I understand it. I'm less. I'm less so than I used to be. But like, I don't. Uh-uh. I'm <laughs> don't very care. chill about uh-uh. them. I learned. I learned. Well, uh, I learned about myself. Very recently. I don't like spiders. And then when I was in Japan, I realized, uh, I don't really like heights, y'all. Um, oh. I learned that the hard way oh. when I was in Japan. Oh. I don't know if you know that Tokyo has oh. a lot of really tall buildings in it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. so the, the the government building in Shinjuku is uh, a lot. And they have a, a viewing deck on like the, on like the <coughs> 80th floor or something. Um, 
And uh. I was like, yeah, we'll go look at the city. We're going to go look at the top of Tokyo, and it'll be really cool. Uh, and I got in the elevator, and one, the elevator's small. Two, they put, like, 12 people in there. Um, and I'm like... And like, like you two, do. Because the line to see, of course, to see all of Tokyo at night is, of course, quite long, because people want to do that. Um, so I'm in this elevator, and as we start going up, one, I'm realizing, oh, we're really high off the ground. And then two, my brain goes, you know, most of these buildings are built by the lowest bidder. Oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah. Well, I I know at least, and I'm pretty sure in Tokyo, especially like for what it's worth, they build those buildings uh, sturdier, sturdier than you'd expect. Because I think, if I recall correctly, Japan has a lot of can get uh, earthquakes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's true. You're totally right. Like, yeah, a lot of their buildings are kind of not earthquake proof, but they can handle an earthquake, so they're very sturdy. But like, that's all I could think was just like, oh, these buildings are usually made pretty cheap. And I am very, very, very high up. And I just kind of, like, kept realizing that until we were at the top. And then my, my friend Lauren was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know if I could look out these windows, Lauren. I mean, I did, and it's very beautiful. Um, but the whole time I was just, like, looking down, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm really high off the ground. Hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. I do not have... I do not have a particular fear of heights, aside from the fact mm. that I get, like, vertigo when mm. I look down, just because my eyes mm. don't like that. But there is something about being in a very tall building uh, mm. that makes you feel like, man, I haven't heard about any skyscrapers just sort of collapsing. randomly collapsing into dust in my life. <laughs> but you never know, <laughs> you dude. Never yeah. <laughs> like, like, when I, uh, so for my... Uh, uh, practicum, like my uh, capstone thing for the graduate thing, I had to go give a presentation to the uh, county board of commissioners, mm. and they were on the 26th floor of the uh, county mm. government building, and I just remember looking out the windows and being able to, like, see St. Petersburg from yep. Tampa, uh-huh. yeah. uh, and I was like, hmm, uh, this building seems pretty sturdy, <laughs> but in the event a giant 400-foot pothole were to suddenly yeah. open at the at the base of it, I would surely be crushed into <laughs> yeah. dust. I would, I would 100% die immediately. So that's uh, that's cool. I learned that about myself, is that I don't, I don't really like tall places. And I mean, like, I don't have a problem with flying. I don't know why. Um, like, flying doesn't get to me. I guess, like, technically flying does kind of get to me, because before I got on the plane, I had to spend the night before, like, reading plane crash statistics to, oh no to, no to reassure myself oh. that it is extremely rare that like yeah. i wasn't just gonna crash into the pacific ocean and never be found again <laughs> i think the thing with planes is that you're so high up that you lose context and it just stops yeah scary. also those planes are so uncomfortable that you kind of stop worrying about that and more start thinking like if the person <laughs> in front of me doesn't put their chair up i might stab them in the throat and you're and you're really busy watching a cut of Iron Man oh, three God. on like the monitor in front of you <laughs> that has all the airplane stuff taken out, so the movie's like a good ninety yeah. minutes shorter. Yeah. <laughs> you're watching a forty five minute cut of Iron Man three. <laughs> I watched actually I watched Battle Angel Alita on my way back from Tokyo. You know what? Oh. That was oh. pretty good actually. Uh, oh, I, watch I was that. surprised. It even though I still think the eye thing that they did was uh, bad. Very bad. Yeah. Um, unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary. You d- like, I don't care how many people tell me that was the point. The point was bad, the point was, in my was opinion. was very poorly considered. Um, but, like, the movie itself is pretty good. I mean, like, it's, uh, there, okay. there are literal shots. James Cameron is very clearly a huge Alita fan, because there are shots in that movie that are one-to-one recreations of the, the Alita OVA. Uh, okay. So, it's, it's interesting. The lead actress has a lot of charisma, which, like, really sells her character and makes the whole movie, like, enjoyable, is because she's just so damn charming through the whole movie. Um, cool. So, yeah. It's also extremely long, so it's good for when you're on a I, long I flight. I would... I would love to watch a cut of that movie where uh, they just CGI down the eye size just, just like a bit, a little. like they can they can be larger yeah, than sure. normal if that's what you want to go for. But like they they're they're overtuned by a good fifty percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would say um, it's kind of like Henry Cavill's mustache in in Justice yeah. League. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is I've heard the Alita movie uh, is really good. Henry Cavill's to the- mustache by twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've I've heard the Aelita movie is good to the point of uh, people who watch it being like, you should make another one yeah. of those. And I'm like, y'all, uh, there's a there's a nine volumes of Battle Angel Aelita. You can just, <laughs> you go, just go buy and yeah. read right now. Uh, I'm glad it was successful enough though because it does re it does validate my dream job that I will never do, but I wish I could. I would like swap lives in an instant to do this of being the person who finds a way to successfully americanize japanese <laughs> manga into like a uh, standalone two-hour yeah, movies yeah. Um, like my pet project right now is tr- or not my pet project but like a thing i've been like mentally toying with for like the entire last year is how do you do that to my hero academia to break oh. into isn't the just, superhero bubble <laughs> it's a bit it's, it's, a, it's kind of just sky high hell yeah because i'm like okay how do you preserve like the important characters and the through plot and whatever else while not having to explain a bunch of shit about japan right. and also mm. like being able to tell a story that ends or at least like breaks off naturally so that if there's not a sequel it's right. okay yeah that's that's my favorite that's my favorite thing to do Mm. right now aren't they doing like the one piece movie oh god i am dreading that that netflix i i i have toned i have tuned out all one piece news because they're like my my brain like i'm not a super like i watched one piece a lot Mm -hmm. when i was a kid and i really enjoyed it but because i have grappled with the fact that there is no way in hell i am never i am ever getting into or like making considerable progress in one piece my brain has just like all right i'm going to spare you this headache (laughs) just filter out this information for you yeah every time i hear that they're making an adaption, like a live action adaption of anime, I pray that it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I've got no clue how they could do that in a so overtly cartoony like series. Like, like they're so they had to they were doing the Netflix Cowboy Bebop show and I'm like I'm not gonna say optimistic, but I'm like, I'll give it a shot, you know? Um because I like. I think all the casting decisions are pretty good, but that show is also an on, on indefinite hiatus because the lead guy like fucked up his leg really bad while playing oh. Spike. Oh no! And so and I don't remember oh. what that guy's name is right now. I'm totally blanking on it. But um, he fucked up his leg, and so instead of recasting him, they're like, we just gotta wait until he like heals. Uh, so it's on like like a year hiatus or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, I think some. Some series lend themselves a little bit more, and I think that's one of them, to, like, Hollywood stylisticness. Like, I think that's why Detective Pikachu turned out okay, too, because that was already very suited, to. Yeah, it's a, it's, I'm really excited for the Netflix uh, Bebop uh, thing, honestly, just because, uh. I'm I'm interested. I like those. I like the cast yeah. a lot. I'm glad that I'm glad that when the dude had the thing, they're just like, no, we're not recasting this. We're yeah, no, I think, I think I think <laughs> like, I think Bebop lends itself because Bebop is so influenced by the West, you know, just kind of in mm-hmm. general that mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it lends itself really well to being westernized and turned into a live action show. Now it could be a total train wreck because Netflix is also it kind could. of cheap. But it could also be awesome. Who knows? Yeah. There's I forget I feel like I've mentioned it on this <laughs> podcast before. My favorite thing about Cowboy Bebop uh, is that it was explicitly written and be- and uh, Spike Spiegel is designed uh, as such as the director who I believe's name is Shinichiro yes, Watanabe. Yes. Uh, it is explicitly like if I was ever going Fun. to make a Lupin yep. anime. Yeah. Uh, it, it, he he would wear this suit and he would do this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, but he never got brought on to do Lupin, so instead he made Cowboy Bebop and just kept all the Lupin <laughs> Thank ideas. God. And it's like, and you can tell parts of it where it's like, oh, this character, like, uh, I forget his name, but uh, Spike's uh, sort of rival character, Vicious. Uh, was Vicious. That's right. Like Vicious is just supposed to be going. Oh on. yeah. Yeah, and and Jet is just supposed to be uh, uh, Jigen, and uh, Faye is just supposed to be uh, Fujiko. Explicitly, and it's like like they are, and it's like once and it's like once you know, it's like oh god, this show, this is great. It's it's great. (laughs) This this is literally just I I I decided to uh, originalize my fanfic and proceeded to make an all time cult classic. Made one of the greatest like anime. I literally rewatched Bebop um, like a few weeks ago, and hey. Bebop still kicks ass. Like it's still so good. If I recall, did did you do you know the origin story of how Bebop got made? Um, no. Like how it got greenlit? No. It was supposed to be 
like I believe oh, the original. Oh, like, uh, it was supposed to sell toys for like the spaceship. Yeah, it, yeah, they were. I believe they got Bandai to actually fund it, and they're like, "Yeah, there's gonna be some spaceships in this. Uh, make the thing." And he's like, "Cool, okay." And then he makes Cowboy Bebop, and Bandai's like, "I cannot believe we just paid for this. Please fuck <laughs> yeah, off." Yeah, that's, ex- <laughs> that's right. Because like that's why the spaceships have such like really toyetic designs. Uh, was because... Yeah. Well, it turned out for the best. I mean, yeah, Those it's just kick like ass, the best yeah. ever, so, you know. <laughs> you know. As you do. Now, um, all, all the talk about the casting made me remember, and this is not... It made me remember that one, um, from the, uh, Beckett Yu-Gi-Oh! Unofficial Collector, um... Oh, oh god, what? <laughs> oh god, what? Um, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> So all the fan casting stuff made me remember one of my favorite things, which is a screenshot I saw like ages ago, probably first on 4chan or something. It's like, hey, if there's going to be a live action Hollywood Yu-Gi-Oh movie, who would we cast to play the characters? And so I'm just, they've got all like, they got like the text and stuff to just find their uh, choices. Oh God. But, um, I, I just want to read this out because it's one of my favorite things. Frankie Muniz as Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McKellen as Grandpa. Stop! He was like, Wait, Cats, like no. the fucking gates are open. We can do it. No, there's more. Get the, get the, put that Jim wig on Carey him. as Joey. <laughs> oh, because he does the yeah. face. He does, he does the face. Oh. Amanda yeah, use, use that Irishman magic to make Jim Carrey look 15 again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, when was this casting list made? It, the imager thing I'm seeing is, um, this was from 2004. Oh, God. Um, okay. Excellent. Okay, that, that sounds oh, correct. God. Continue. Okay. Amanda Bynes as Taya. Um, Adam Sandler as Tristan. Shut up! Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, imagine if that was his... <laughs> Imagine oh, if, oh God, we live in, time, if in place we, of uncut gems. I was cut. <laughs> what if we live in the timeline yeah. where instead of uncut gems, we got Adam Sandler and Yu-Gi-Oh? Look, I okay, feel like you, I feel on. like you could still I feel like you could still get Adam Sandler to be the lead in a movie where a guy plays uh like poker or something, right. but it's magic dragon oh poker. I okay. feel like you could get Adam Sandler to do that. What about the timeline oh, where Jim Carrey is in Uncut Gems and Adam Sandler is in Sonic the Hedgehog? Is like, oh, oh, <laughs> Adam Sandler with like little tiny goggles and a big mustache. Going, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, Ooh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm a scientist, man. <laughs> okay, they call me Doctor Eggman. I'm looking for the Hedgehog. No, there's more, y'all. <laughs> Hillary Duff is my Valentine. Oh, stop! <laughs> oh, fuck. Disgusting. Keanu Reeves as Kaiba. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what? It, it may be 2020, Keanu Reeves could still really pull good. off Kaiba. Oh, God. Orlando Bloom as Pegasus. Oh, sure. Of course. Hayden Christensen as Bakura. Shut the oh, fuck up. Never. Um... Mike Myers as Weevil Underwood, and <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm specifically imagining, based on the one thing I know about Love Guru, when I saw the TV, when I saw the trailer for Love Guru, where there's like a, there's like a 13 year old character who just has Mike Myers' face CGI. I think that's how it would play out. <laughs> Don't get I'm a really, really big Yu-Gi-Oh fan, and this hurts me very deeply. And then the last three, we're kind of getting into slight, marginally deeper cuts. Oh. Johnny Depp is Merrick, um, The Rock is Odeon, oh and Patricia Ve- um, Velasquez as Ishizu. Oh, God. Oh, so. Christ. Oh, God. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, the movie coming to Netflix in 2020. Early, early, 20, oh. early 20, 2000s culture. Coming to Netflix. Wasteland. Alongside Doug's second movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <God>. oh. <laughs> which, Hell yeah. Which is not a thing that's going to happen, but I realized last night that... We're in the exact position where that's the sort of thing that Netflix would produce. 
God. Oh God. You know what? Let's get. Let's go After back. The Rock let's revisit Doug. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to be a time skip. It's like, how's Doug doing now? The answer: bad. bad. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, we got that. We got the, the Doug. Re- we got the Doug remake, and it's uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> Oh. Oh, shit. He's oh. here. Oh, oh fuck. what? For real? Oh, shit. Oh, for shit. On. Hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we just started. I Come on, Doug. What? What do you mean I have to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, MC Verdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Sean Kelleher, Thor Holmquist, and Trashy May. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, Simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerdscast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.